Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. I love you, Jesus. I'm so thankful for you, Lord. I'm so thankful for you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You're amazing. You're amazing. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 16. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse number 13. While you are turning there, give honor tonight to our bishop, to our pastor, and the ministry of this church. So very thankful for them. What would we do without God? What would we do without each other? A place of safety. A place that we can come. How amazing. 1 Corinthians 16 and 13, the Bible says, Watch ye, stand fast. In the faith, quit you like men. Be strong. If you'd lift your hands one more time and let's ask God to touch us by his word tonight. Mighty God, we're so thankful for you. We're thankful, oh God, for your loving kindness. You are able to do exceeding and abundantly above what we ask or think. Help us to stand in this day. Help us to stand in this day. Help us be strong. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Lord bless you. I want to minister with the help of the Lord this evening on this topic. Stand. Stand. So I'm trying to join the theme of our March Madness this evening. So... uh, in my blue. I know they've already lost. But that's all right. Stan. The mathematician Archimedes said, Give me a place to stand and I'll move the world. Taking a stand is a way of living that draws on a place within yourself that is at the very heart of who you are. When you take a stand, you find your place. Stand takers have lived in every era of history. Many of them have never held a public office. Many of them, we will never know their name. But they changed history through the sheer power and integrity and authenticity of who they became because of the stand that they took. Anyone who has the courage to take a stand 
with their life joins these remarkable historic figures. You may not become famous or win the Nobel Prize. Your work may be centered on raising children or on many of the other tasks that our life has for us to contribute to. But whatever you do tonight, in all of your doing, make sure that you stand. Stand is to be in an upright position on the feet. It is to rise to one's feet from a sitting posture. Standing fast in the faith means that we are to hold in conscious belief tonight that what you have received as the truth of God, that this faith is the gospel by which you are saved. I'm not here tonight because I don't believe it. I am here tonight in the first apostolic church because I believe in repentance. I'm here because I believe in water baptism in Jesus' name. I'm here because I, re I believe that the Holy Ghost is real. I'm here because I believe heaven is hot, heaven is real, hell is hot, but our God is more faithful. I'm not here because I've got nothing else to do. I'm here tonight because I need to take a stand on the word of God that this faith, this gospel, this wonderful salvation for man is God's plan for my life. The writer continues to say, quit you like men. It's a very poetic statement that simply means for us to be not like children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. We shouldn't be saved on Sunday and lost our salvation by Monday morning. God's looking for somebody that's going to stand in this hour, that's going to be consistent. He's looking for faithfulness. He's looking for somebody that on Monday you still believe in the same holy God that you, that you prayed to on Sunday night. He's looking for somebody that by Wednesday night Bible study you've not lost your salvation. God's looking for an hour for us to not be tossed to and fro with the winds of life. Let your understanding receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but this marvelous truth. Let your judgment end in determination that it's absolutely necessary for us to keep this gospel we have received. There was a writer that told, told us that it was about 50, 50 years after Pentecost for us to earnestly contend, earnestly fight, earnestly make sure that you keep that which you have received because the, the elements of this life and this world want nothing more than to destroy your walk with God. They want to get a stumbling block in front of you and want to cause you to stop your walk with God. But let me tell First Apostolic Church tonight, Stand on your feet. Stand on your gospel. Stand in your faith. God wants us to stand in this hour. Oh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord. We need to keep this gospel. We need to keep this miraculous gospel we have received and be ready to give up our life before we ever give up on the wonder and on the mercy and on the grace and the testimony of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
Some people have given up on standing because their spouse didn't come to church. Some have given up on standing during worship because they're tired from what they've done all day long. Some have stopped standing in support of the preached Word of God because the comfort of sitting has convinced them that it's just as okay to sit as it is to stand. I've come to declare to this church tonight we need to take our stand back. We need to get some stand muscles back in our legs. And we need to understand that there's power in your stand. There's power in your stand. I may be tired tonight, but I'm not going to sit on God. I'm going to take a stand for this gospel. Stand. Mark 3 and 3, and he saith unto the man which had the withered hand, stand forth before the miracle Jesus told the man to stand. Acts 14 and 10 said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. We need to take our leap back. We need to take our walk back. We used to walk all over the place. We need to take our walk back. We need to take our stand back. Galatians 5 and 1, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. My stand, ladies and gentlemen, my stand sets me free. My stand is a testimony to those around me that there's something different about what set me free. My stand tells everybody else I agree with what God is doing. My stand says he brought me from something. My stand says I'm not who I used to be. My stand says I'm not giving up today just because tomorrow I don't understand. My stand tells somebody. My stand tells our enemy and the adversary of our soul that we're not backing down. We're not shutting up. We're not going to be still in in this hour that the world wants to quiet the church. I've got something to stand for. Somebody shout hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Some, some, some fights can't be taken sitting down. Some bullies can't be faced sitting down. <laughs> I was, I was taught by my dad. You believe different, you, you talk to your dad. But I was taught by my dad when I was a child. Son, don't you start a fight. Don't, don't you start, you, you start a fight, you're going to deal with me when you get home. Don't you start a fight. But if somebody starts one with you, don't you sit there and just take it. You come out swinging if you have to. We need to get our swing back. We need to get our fight back. There's some fights I can't fight sitting on my seat. There's some devils I can't fight with my eyes closed. There's some things I've got to do in my spirit that tells me I've got to face him head on. And I know that if God be for me, there's nothing that can be against me. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6.13 continues, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand, therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate 
of righteousness. I just don't want to come to church and stand for anything. I want to stand for truth. Let, let, me, let me say, there's some things we've got to stand. Stand with. And one of them tonight, we've got to stand for. There's some things we need to stand for. Standing for, that, 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 that small word for, we've got a lot of useless words in the English language. The word for isn't one of them. It means with an object or purpose. If I'm standing for something, I am standing with an object or with a purpose. Esther 8 and 11 says, Wherein the king granted the Jews, which were in every city to gather themselves together, and to stand for their life, to destroy, to slay, to cause, to perish all the power of the people and province that would assault them, both little ones and women, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. I've come to declare to somebody, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. We need to have our objective pack. We need to make sure in 2022 that we've got a purpose. And we need to make sure we understand that purpose. I don't come to church just by happenstance. I come to church for something. I come to church for worship. I come for praise. I come for the word of God. I come for the presence of God. I come with the four in my spirit to give God some praise, to give God some glory, and to give God some honor tonight I've got a four in my spirit and then there are times in life that I must stand still standing still declares that I need to remain in place I need to remain at rest I need to pause where I'm at I think we would be a whole lot better off sometime if we would stand still in the house of God rather than standing still outside of the house of God. There's no way to get around the fact that life is difficult. There's no way to shy around the fact that life is hard. And if we were to go around person by person tonight and get you to go beyond the veil of I'm okay and get to the honest truth, we would see that there's plenty of things going on in the lives of everybody. Whether you're online tonight or in this sanctuary this evening, there are things going on in your life. Things perhaps you don't want anybody else to know. Or things perhaps it's just uncomfortable for you to talk about and you just soon say, I'm alright. And flash a toothy smile and go on about your business. But I'm telling you tonight, God knows. And this is the right place for you to be. Our enemy, the adversary of our soul, wants to cause us to believe that because I'm going through something, I just need to stay home. Because I'm going through something, I just need to take my seat on my couch. I'm under the Holy Ghost tonight. I want to tell somebody when you're going through something, when you need to stand still and see the salvation of God, make sure you're in the house of God. Make sure you're where God's presence is. Because if I'm going to stand at rest anywhere, I want to stand at rest in the house of God. If I'm going to stand at rest somewhere, it needs to be in His presence. Somebody lift your hands and praise Him.
Exodus 14, 13, Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Numbers 9, 8, and Moses said unto them, Stand still, and I will hear what the Lord will command concerning you. Let me break that down for just a moment. Moses, the shepherd, the chief shepherd, the pastor of the Israelites says, Stand still, and I'll hear what the Lord will command concerning you. You want to know how you're going to get out of your trial? You want to know how you're going to get out of your circumstance and how you're going to find your deliverance? Get in the house of God and hear what your man of God has to say concerning you. I don't need to take counsel from my friends. I don't need Job's comforters coming up and giving me their opinion. I need my man of God. I need my man of God. I need my man of God to tell me when I'm standing still what I need from the presence of God. Job 37 and 14 says, Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. So sometimes we stand for, sometimes we stand still, and sometimes we stand in. In indicates inclusion within a space, a place or limits. Sometimes we stand in place of prayer for someone. And we believe that by the laying on of hands when we touch that person that God through them standing in can touch someone else. Sometimes we stand in a place. I texted a pastor friend of mine three weeks or so ago on a Sunday morning and I said before church, I said, I don't know if this is possible. But I planned, this was after, after my mother had received a cancer diagnosis. I, I, I said, I don't know if this is possible. But I'm going to church this morning. And I'm going to worship in her place. You see, there's something that has been developed within my spirit through circumstances and through trial. You say, but Brother Mason, you don't know what I'm going through. That's all right. You don't know where I've been either. And I'm telling you, trials, they're not meant to destroy you. They're meant to give you more resolve. I feel the Holy Ghost. They're meant to give you more strength. They're meant to give you more power. They're meant to give you more oomph. They're meant to give you more desire. They're meant to draw you closer to God, not push you farther away, so that when I get in the presence of God, I'm worshiping God for her healing. I'm worshiping God for your healing. I'm in the place of God. I'm standing in the presence of God. I've got to stand in. Somebody shout in. Psalm 4.4 says stand in awe. Psalm 134 and 1 says stand in the house of the Lord. Psalm 135 and 2 says stand in the house of the Lord. I think he might just be trying to tell us something. That this is a place where we stand. 
I believe it was in Exodus or Deuteronomy that they said that they stood, the con- all the congregation of God stood, stood as the man spoke. I need to stand. I need to stand in. I need to be in a place. I need to be in the space that tells me I need to be in God's place. That tells me I, I, I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that we've got, I'm glad that we've got our streaming. Vision come true for the church. Vision come true for those that need it. For those who are outside of our community. We, we have people oftentimes from the other side of the world tuned in watching. And I'm glad for that. I'm thankful for that. We have shut-ins tonight that are watching faithfully. And they're, they're, they're commenting. They're chiming in. You know that they're lifting their hands. You know that they're clapping their hands saying, preach it. You know that they're worshiping during the songs. We, we know this by the interaction that they have. And I'm so thankful for that tonight. But that is not a, not a reason for me to stay home. That, that can't just be an excuse because I've had a bad day and I don't feel like dealing with anybody so I'm going to worship God on my couch. No, I want to stand in the house of the Lord. I want to stand in the presence of God. I need to be in His house. If I can be in His house, this is where I need to be. Jeremiah 7 and 2 says, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all ye Judah, that enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. I'm standing in. I'm standing in His house to worship the Lord. I'm standing in His gate to worship the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 19. Stand in the gate. Jeremiah 26 and 2, thus saith the Lord, Stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak unto all the cities of Judah which come to worship in the Lord's house. All the words that I command thee to speak unto them. Diminish not a word. i got to stand. I want to stand in. And then I want to stand out. Away from. Or not in the normal place or usual position. Sometimes there are things that stand out. Writer wrote in Psalm 73 and 7, their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their heart could wish. What this is, this is not talking about the people of God here. Hold, hold with me for just a moment. This is a statement in reference regarding the wicked. Their eyes appear different because of the fatness of their face. The fatness of that day indicated a blessing. They had food on their table. They were not afflicted with famine. They had no shortage of corn or wine or oil. Their bodies were not skinny or slender from the lack of nutrition. They're blessed with the fatness of life. Why are you saying that? I'm saying that tonight because we are often intimidated by the blessings of the wicked. We don't want to stand out sometimes because if we look around at the wicked, they look so blessed. So we don't want to draw attention to ourselves because we're not blessed the same way they are. Brother Fred, I've went through things in my adult life that I look around and I think, why? 
When I see somebody doing this and this and this and this and I'm not doing this and this and this and this and I'm thinking, good Lord Almighty, why did I have to do that whenever they're doing all these things wrong? Church, if we're not careful, that intimidation will cause us to take our seat. We'll get quiet on God because of the blessing of the wicked. somebody tonight we're not meant to stand out the same way they are we're meant to stand out but we're not meant to stand out for the same reasons or the same purpose I may not be as financially blessed as my wicked person that I know but one thing I know I know when I get to heaven it's all going to be worth it I'm not doing without anything that God doesn't want me to do without He is the giver of life. He's the giver of blessings. 1 Peter 2 and 9 tells us as the church, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We're meant to stand out, but I've got a different way of standing out. And I can't be intimidated by how the wicked stand out. Because God didn't design me to stand out that way. He's got a different purpose. Somebody shout a different purpose. Then there are times that we need to stand up. Up. I'm standing to or towards something. More in an elevated position than I was. Nehemiah 9 and 5 says, Stand up and bless the Lord your God. Stand up and bless the Lord. Why do we stand when we worship? Because I'm standing up to bless the Lord. Why do we stand in the Word of God? Because I'm standing up to bless the Lord. I want God, no, I agree. I want the devil to know I agree. There's sometimes I'm not standing for me. There's sometimes I stand because I want you to know I agree. I want my enemy to know I agree. I want my adversary of my soul to know he's not got me just yet. I want him to know I'm not stopping just yet. I want him to know I'm going to continue standing up. I'm going to continue standing out. I'm going to stand in. And I'm going to stand for. I'm going to stand up in the house of God. We need to stand up to hypocrisy. If you don't, the hypocrites will teach. We need to stand up against ignorance. Or it will spread like a disease. You need to stand up for truth. And if you don't stand for something, I know it's cliched, we've said it for years, but it's still true. If you don't take a stand for something, you're going to believe anything. Sometimes you have to say, I don't believe that. Sometimes you've got to draw a line and say, I'm not crossing it. 
that might be attractive, but that's not the will of God. I'm not going there. I'm not crossing it. I'm not doing that. I don't care if the other church does or not. The word stand is in the Bible 274 times. The word sit is in the Bible 113 times. I'll just let you draw your own conclusions on that one. I had one of these when I was a kid. It wasn't Paw Patrol. But I had one of these, and I just loved the daylights out. I think it was Batman. And I just loved that thing. It felt bigger then. I don't know if they were or if that's just me. It's punch. You ever felt that way? You ever felt like that's the devil just won't leave you alone? He just keeps punching. Every time you get up, he does that. Every time. It's like you're just in a roller coaster every day. It's one health problem, then it's another health problem. It's one problem with a coworker, then it's another problem with a coworker. It's one problem with the person sitting across the aisle in the church, and it's another one sitting on the other side. I can't stand up sometimes for falling. He just keeps punching. He keeps punching me like, I, like I'm having fun. He's punching. And he's saying, child of God, you don't need that. So he, he hits me down again. Every time I say, I trust you, Lord, the devil hits you down again. Every time I worship and service the way I want to, even though it's out of my character, somebody with me now, he hits me down the next day and says, see there, that's what you get. Every time I think I've got deliverance, when I wake up after church the next morning, he's knocked me down again. And I think, oh, what is the use? That's what he wants you to think. He wants you to quit. He wants you to quit. I've come to declare to somebody, stand. Let him keep punching. Stand. Be like the bot bag. Just don't stay down. I want the devil to say, I don't know what's wrong with him. He must be learning impaired. But every time I hit him, he just keeps coming back for more. Why? Because my God is greater. I said my God is greater. I'm going to stand when my health declines. I'm going to stand when my family's sick. I'm going to stand when my job says we don't want you. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. Oh, somebody stand and lift your hands to the Lord. Somebody stand. Somebody stand. Hey. I'm not talking about some barely standing crawling in with my clothes torn and tattered working on my knees to get to church nobody knows what I'm going through stand I'm talking about standing upright I'm talking about standing up and holding your head high whenever you feel like holding your head low 
Every day is not great. Every circumstance isn't enjoyable. And if we've ever lived in an hour where there's mental stress and anxiety and anguish and mental health decline and issues, it's today. There are people sitting on apostolic church pews that's got everything right except what's going on in their mind. And he just gives them another kick. Says, see there, you're not saved. If you were saved, you wouldn't think that. Come on, somebody. If you were saved, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have doubt. If you were saved, you wouldn't have fear. Am I the only one? If you were saved, you, you'd be worried about tomorrow. If you were saved, you, you wouldn't have any worries about the next step. If you were saved, you'd, you'd think everything was great. That is a lie. That is a lie from the pit of hell. My salvation doesn't make my life perfect. It makes my life hereafter great. It gives me a destination. It gives me a strength that sometimes I don't have any on my own. But to get to that place where I can draw on His strength, every time He knocks me down, i got to keep standing. What's wrong with you? You're just, you're just not very smart, are you? Stay down. Stay down. Stay down. We need a resiliency in our spirit. I'm not staying down. But I can't, I can't, believe, you're, I can't believe you're worshiping after all you're going through because I'm not staying down. The recipe to my victory is not like this. The recipe to my victory is when I'm standing, when he's punching and I'm standing, that's where my victory's at. That's where my victory's at. You can't keep a blessed child of God down. That's where my victory's at. Stand with me. Here's how bad it can be. The book of Habakkuk 3 and 17 says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flocks shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stall. Yet, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. If something happens when I can get into the presence of God and I take a stand, I believe with all of my heart tonight that whenever we take a stand, He stands up and takes a stand with us. There's something powerful that happens when Jesus stands up. Revelations 3 and 20, and I close with this this evening. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door. There are not many places I can open the door while I'm sitting. 
I might have to stand to open the door. And he's already standing. I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. I want to give you an invitation tonight to stand. Why don't you lift your hands right now and let's call on the name of the Lord together. Come on, this altar is open. Maybe you've not stood like you should have. Maybe you, maybe you feel like you have, but you want more strength for tomorrow to stand. This is the right place to get it. Sometimes we stand, when we're in the house of God, sometimes I'm standing on my knees. This is the right opportunity to come into the presence of God. Say, God, I want to take a stand for you. I want to stand in. I want to stand for. I want to stand out. I want to stand with you. But Jesus, help me stand. God, I've got this standing down pat when I'm in your house. But Lord, give me strength to stand when I'm at work. Give me strength to stand when I'm with my family. Give me strength to stand through the week whenever I'm not here and I don't feel strong and I don't feel your presence. God, give me strength. Give me power in my legs to stand. Give me power in my spirit to stand. If you're not in this altar, I invite you tonight to come and lay hands on someone tonight. Come pray with someone. We need an opportunity to stand. We need an opportunity to stand tonight. Hallelujah.
Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.